So I want to share with you about God's plan for your life. And I want to use the story of Joseph. Well, we have another video clip to show you, which is about the story of Joseph, but it's sort of brought up to date to get us to think about how it applies to us today. So if we can show that, that would be great. Thank you very much.
that was a kind of modern version of part of the story of Joseph. Now, I know some of you here could tell the story of Joseph better than I could, but maybe who can tell me who Joseph's father was? What was his name? Jacob. Jacob. Yeah, that's right, Jacob. Have we run out of these candies? <laughs> I'm only joking. Or should we save the teeth? <laughs> yeah. And Jacob had, how many sons did Jacob have? Twelve. He had twelve sons. And uh, Joseph was Jacob's favorite son, you could say. And he gave to him this very special coat that maybe was something like, like this. And I tend to think that there was a reason why he was the favorite son of Jacob. And maybe it was because he, he loved to find out from his father about God, about his grandfather Isaac and his great-grandfather Abraham and the things that God had said to them. But, you know, as a parent, it's not a good thing to have favorites amongst your children because it tends to cause trouble, and it did here. You don't have to answer this, but any of you who... Uh, who who's under 18 here? Wow, quite a lot of you. Maybe some of you growing up... Who's got brothers and sisters? Did you ever feel that there was a favorite and, and you weren't the one? <laughs> well, Joseph had 11 brothers. And Joseph one day had some dreams. And anyone remember what these dreams were about? Yes. Yeah, brilliant. Very good. Very good. And then he had another dream which involved the... Yeah. Somebody else. The sun and the moon. The sun and the moon and some stars. How many stars? Eleven stars. Yeah. And they all came and bowed down to him. And he went and told his brothers these dreams. And of course, they were really thrilled, weren't they? <laughs> no, they were not thrilled. That made them even more envious of him. And the fact that he was his father's favorite and had this special coat. And then he had these dreams on, on top of that. You can see the trouble that was starting in this family. And one day, I think you know the story how the dad, Jacob, sent Joseph out. The brothers were out there working with the flocks and he sent Joseph out there to check on them to see how they were doing. And they saw him coming from a distance and they decided, this, as we saw on the film there, they, they decided to treat him very badly. In fact, they were going to kill him. 
And one of them didn't want to kill him. Anyone remember who it was? Reuben, very good, very good. Reuben didn't want to kill him. But uh, there was a pit there. And uh, as they were having their lunch, some traders from Egypt came by and, and they, they decided, well, instead of killing him, let, let's sell him. And then we can kill an animal and put the blood on, 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 on his coat, take it back to our father and tell him that an animal's killed him. Isn't that terrible that they should do that? But anyway, that, that's what they did. And they sold him as, uh, to these Egyptian traders. And so he, he ended up in Egypt. Anyone know how old he might have been at this time? We believe, I think the Bible tells us, I'm not sure if it, he was about 17. So he was the age of some of you here. So he's very young to be sold uh, as uh, really what was a slave. He became a slave in Egypt. So I want us to think about that because this is all about God having a plan for your life. And I want to tell you, God has a plan for my life. And I knew from a young person that God had a plan for my life. And even then, when I was a young person, I saw a glimpse into what was going to happen in my life later on. And some of the things that we've been talking about have been fulfilled, but those things were put in my heart as a young person. And some of you here, God can be putting things in your heart, like dreams, his plan, his purpose for you. And he will bring it about. It may not happen in a week, a day, a year, or even many years. But God's plan will be fulfilled in your life if you let him. But you know the story of, of Joseph, how he, he became uh, the servant of a man called Potiphar. And things went from bad to worse. Potiphar's wife really liked him and, and took a fancy to him and because he was a big, strong, uh, handsome man and, and she uh, tried to seduce him. But then she, uh, as he ran away because he loved God and he knew God and he'd learned from his father about the God of Israel and he would not do things which God did not want to do. So he made some good choices in his life. And if at that stage he'd made a wrong choice, the whole story may have been very different to what it is now. But as a result, Potiphar's wife lied about him. And where did he end up? He ended up in prison, didn't he? So things went from bad to worse. And in prison, he was there for some time. In prison, he was accompanied in prison by one of Pharaoh's uh, servants, who was the chief butler, and also the chief baker. And they had done something to displease the king, Pharaoh, and they'd ended up in prison. But amazingly, both of them had dreams. Anyone remember what their dreams were? We're getting a bit more uh, detailed here, but uh, yes. Yes, the baker and the butler. You could start with the, uh, the butler. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the birds came with very, very good, very good. And so the first dream was about the uh, butler giving wine to Pharaoh. And Joseph, of course, was able to interpret that. And he said, well, what that means is uh, in three days, because I think there were three uh, branches of the grapes, in three days, you're going to be reinstated to your position. You're going to be back. Uh, in your position, Pharaoh's going to uh, forgive you and you'll be reinstated and you'll get your job back. And so the baker being encouraged, think, oh, well, maybe I'm going to get a good answer, but his was not good. Uh, and he said, in, in three days, you're going to be executed and your body's going to be hanging up and the birds are going to come and eat your body. So, so it wasn't good. But what Joseph said to the, uh, the butler was, when you get back to Pharaoh, please remember me. I'm in prison and I've done nothing to deserve being here. Please remember me. Did he remember him? No, he didn't. And just fast forwarding the story. There's a lot of dreams in this story, aren't there? And Pharaoh himself had a dream. Can anyone tell me what that dream was about? Anyone under? Yes, please. Um, Baker's dream was he was Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh. Pharaoh's Pharaoh the king. Pharaoh's dream. Pharaoh's dream was that seven good ears of corn and yeah. seven bad ears of corn, and the bad ears of corn ate up the good ones. Yeah. Took up the good ones. Yeah. And then the other dream. Yeah. The next dream was about seven good cows came up out of the water and they were fat and pump and seven bad cows came up to the water and they were skinny and not good at all. Yeah. So they ate up all the um, fat ones and they didn't get fat at all. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Very, very good. Well, Pharaoh had these dreams and he was puzzled. He was perplexed and disturbed. What do they mean? And he was asking people what they mean. And then they remembered, oh, there's, there's a Hebrew slave in prison. He's good at interpreting dreams. So they called him out. They called Joseph out. And so he, he came out in all his prison clothes and whatever. And Pharaoh told him the dream. And Joseph was able to explain to him the meaning of this dream. And, and he said, these dreams mean that there are going to be seven good years. There's going to be plenty of, of 
crops and food. But the seven good years are going to be followed by seven years of famine. And God is warning you, Pharaoh, that you need to store up some grain, store up food in these seven good years so that you're ready for the seven years of famine. And what I think followed that was really uh, quite interesting. Joseph then said, what you need to do, Pharaoh, but he addressed him very respectfully, obviously, you need to find someone who's wise and intelligent and good-looking and and you need to put him in charge of this too. And so Pharaoh was looking at him and thought, well, my, there's no one more wise and intelligent and good-looking than you, Joseph. So how about you having this job? And he said, well, yes, I will. <laughs> and so in one day, in less than that, he went from the prison to being Pharaoh's second, we would call it in Britain, the prime minister, to being second in charge in that country. And you know what I thought about that? What, what Pharaoh did was, was he gave him, obviously, all his prison clothes. He, he was able to replace those with really fine clothes, and he gave him everything he needed. He gave him a house. He gave him a wife. And you know, the, the coat that was stolen from him he got back far more than that and far better than that in the end. And Joseph rose up, as I say, to become the second in charge of this nation and he was able to store up all this food and distribute it amongst the people. And you know how the famine spread across the whole of that region and it affected Canaan where... Uh, Joseph's family came from and they heard about it and so the brothers went down there and because of this young man Joseph God was able to save the Hebrew people and also the Egyptian people because of one young man's obedience to God and you know it was very important that the Hebrew people were saved because some hundreds of years later a little baby was born in a place called Bethlehem. And what was his name? Jesus. Jesus. So God was looking forward to that time. And in the Bible, when you read the Bible, the way I like to read the Bible is... I don't just read it as stories, things that happened in history, but when I read it, I say things like, well, Joseph's God is my God. What he did for Joseph, he can do for you. And we learn some lessons from this. You know, when uh, Joseph was sold to these Egyptian traders, do you know how much money he was sold for? Was it 30 pieces of silver? Or 20 pieces? I think it's 20 pieces of silver, was it? I, I, I don't remember. But he, he was sold for some pieces of silver. And there's so much in this story that is really a picture of Jesus. Jesus was, came to his own, the Bible says, 
But in the main, his own people, the Jewish people, did not receive him. But to those who did, they became children of God. And he was despised, hated by his own people. Joseph was given up for dead, wasn't he? Jesus was actually crucified. Joseph, as it were, rose again to a position of power and authority. The Bible says that Christ died on the third day. He rose again. Later he ascended to heaven. And the Bible says that all power is given to him. All authority is given to him. And, and that's why we can go as missionaries, isn't it? Because Jesus has said, all authority is given unto me. And we go in his name. We don't go in our own strength. We go in his name. And that's why we can see things happen. Because he, he goes with us. Jesus was betrayed. The amazing thing, and there's a lot more in this story than we have time to tell about Joseph, was he never became bitter. You know, when sometimes when you have a dream, you have a promise from God, and then everything may seem to go wrong. It doesn't seem to work out as you thought. And that's a test. And with Joseph, he had these dreams. He knew God had called him to something great and something wonderful, but then it looked like everything had gone wrong. He'd nearly been killed, and then it went worse. You ended up in prison. But in the midst of all this, he didn't become bitter. And I wonder why, why do you think he didn't become bitter? Anyone like to hazard a guess? Pastor, five minutes. Yeah, it, it's, he, he knew the Lord, and he had a relationship with God. And when his brothers did come, he was able to forgive them. And he said, well, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And he was able to forgive. Do you remember what Jesus said on the cross when he was dying? He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And so when we read the Bible... Even when you read Genesis, you can see so much about Jesus in that book. And so I want to encourage you today that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And even though you may have trials and things may be difficult sometimes in your life, if we commit our lives to Jesus, we put him first, we repent like Joseph, turn away from things which are wrong, and make Jesus the Lord of our lives so that we can say with Joseph or it can be said about us that God was with him. When you read the story of Joseph, it said when he was even in prison, God prospered him because God was with him. And even in the most difficult of circumstances, if we know that God is with us, he will bring us through. But we must put him first and then he's with us. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And that's a wonderful promise that we have. So I'd like to, to pray, and then I believe uh, Pastor Rob is, is going to come and share a little bit more. Can we pray together? <coughs> Father, I thank you for every person here, particularly every younger person. And I pray for each of them. That each one will know that you have a plan 
and you have a purpose for their lives. You have not only things for them to do, but, but you have meaning for their lives. You have a relationship for them which will grow as they grow. And so, Father, I pray for them that each one will find and discover your plan and the love and the joy and the peace there is in knowing you. Even though there are trials, even though there are tests, even though life happens in many ways to different ones, that each one will know that you are with them. And if there's any here that have never made that commitment to you, that they will do so. In Jesus' name, amen.